Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for joining us again. Here we are, the book review bonanza. Boom. And so today we're in chapter nine. And I would ask for those of you that are listening to this amazing podcast, you also follow us on YouTube because you get to see our awesome faces. And today I'm wearing all my ace gear. There you go, baby. I got my A's old school teats on, getting my want to go to Arizona maybe and go to an old, get, go to a, a preseason ball game baseball hat and uh, getting ready for some baseball vibes this year. Look totally stoked about it. And so uh, today we're going to dive in. Uh, and who knows? Maybe you'll subscribe to us also on YouTube and get invited to come on to the show and share your thoughts on these amazing chapters that we're reading. We're almost halfway through the book, if not already halfway through this book. So please share with us what you would like for us to read next. Uh, we do love um, different types of books and we have a lot on deck, but love to add you into that mix. So persistence is the chapter of this week or this week's uh, podcast is Think and Grow Rich. We're reading uh, the 1937 unedited version. There's so many different versions of these, and they're all so good. All right, Fernando, why don't you tee us off here, man? Get us started. So persistence, it's an essential factor in the procedure of transmuting desire into its monetary equivalent. So I think mm -hmm. most of the time we we start to do something and then you know we're like spotty. You know, we we want to do, we want to go to the gym, we want to lose weight, we want to do whatever it is that we want to do, but we think we can go for three months and then lose all this weight and, you know, be cut up and swole like the guy that's been going there persistently, you know, for the last five, six years. There's a, a podcast that I heard where some guy said, like, I worked out to, you know, gain this muscle and this tone, but I persistently go to the gym so I can keep it. I can keep this figure. I can keep this tone, you know, so you're, you're constantly always in a, in a state of momentum. And so, uh, he describes saying that the, the basis of persistence is the power of will. And so there's the, the willpower of wanting to go. Another form, another thing of willpower is, is basically uh, uh, it's, and all it's, it's discipline. And so the psychological definition of will is that we have many common names for willpower, right? So determination, drive, resolve, self-discipline, self-control. Uh, but psychologists characterize willpower, self-control more, more specific ways uh, it, it can be defined something as like delayed gratification or resisting short-term temptation in, in order to meet a long-term goal, right? There's that mushroom uh, test or the, sorry, the marshmallow test that they give kids where you give a kid a marshmallow and tell them, hey, look, if you, if you wait a little bit, I'll give you two, right? And we live in a world of Insta everything, Instagram, Insta food, Insta card, you know, it's like, we don't want to wait for that stuff. So our, our willpower has substantially gone down. We want everything right now. We can't see the the light at the end of the tunnel. And so we're, we're constantly trying to figure out, uh, uh, you know, find the, the next shiny object as opposed to just sticking with what works and then uh, maintaining that thing until, until we actually see results. And so he says, uh, building willpower, it's not easy. It psychologically suggests that it's a huge part of the solution is simply believing that you can do it. So first of all, mm -hmm. in order for you to do something or anything, just building that willpower is that the belief, everything stems from it and without the power of belief you absolutely have 
you have nothing. So it all stems from that. Get that right, and then everything else will will follow through. Mm. And that's yeah. so powerful. Uh, go, Jason. Go. No, for I was just gonna, I was just going to say it was like um, you know it talks about persistence as a state of mind. Therefore, it can be cultivated. Um, and he kind of lists out certain things, uh, says like all states of mind, persistence is based upon definite causes among them, these, and he lists them out, definite, definiteness of purpose, desire, self-reliance, definiteness of plans, accurate knowledge, cooperation, willpower, and habit. Um, and then he kind of gives some instructions here in the book. He says, before leaving the subject of persistence, take inventory of yourself and determine if what particular, if any, you are lacking in the essential quality. And it says, measure yourself courageously point by point and see how many of the eight factors of persistence you lack. The analysis may lead of discoveries that will give you a grip on your, on yourself. Um, you know, I think self-awareness is, is, is really the, the foundation of where you need to start. And it's taking that inventory. Uh, a lot of people don't want to do that because, you know, it could potentially lead to other things. But I think if you could just really be true with yourself, take that accountability uh, and find out where those areas that you need to approve upon. So it's pretty, it's, I know that he lays out certain things in this book, um, but he also gives instruction as well too, you know, that he, that can, uh, you can apply immediately. So go ahead, Kevin. I just, I didn't no, mean to you're, you no, you're totally fine. And that's what this is all about. When you feel like if something you need to share, man, let's just drop it out. So mine is habit. I just, I just really focus on, on habit. I mean, no one can take away the idea that you have. No one can. Uh, folks around you can can help you um, change that idea. They can give you inspiration. Um, you'll actually see it like a decay, like in who people are by who they hang out with. Uh, you can be really strong, will-minded person. And over a period of time, and you give it weeks, you give it days, weeks, months, a year, man, that, that person is going to evolve into who they are hanging out with. And, and, uh, and, and that, that goes the opposite way is in good and bad. It could be either. And, and that, that good is like the direction of whatever that, that, that could be, because you could, um, find yourself in a, in a habit, right. And, and, and that could be really, really helpful. So persistence is the direct result of habit and the mind absorbs and becomes a part of the daily experiences upon which it finds the mind absorbs it. And I use this diet, I use this uh, example all the time with a sponge and your body, your mind's like a sponge. And if I put Coke in that, in that, in that cup and the sponge absorbs the Coke, right? Well, then at the end of the day, I, I kind of go to sleep. I restart. Well, I, I dip all that Coke out, right? I pour it all out of the cup. And then tomorrow I'm like, oh, I'm going to go run in. I'm going to eat healthy. And now I'm pouring water in myself, right? So now the next day, if I go to drink out of that cup, that sponge is going to be you know, diluted Coke. And, and the idea is that if you keep adding more water to it, you're going to keep diluting, diluting and diluting. And that habit, that good habit will overcome the habits that you, that you're trying to uh, get out of your life. And it's, uh, um, I love that absorbs the mind absorbs. I would just like for you to really think about that, like how, where you're at in your space right now, is in your mind, in not physical, not physical, not your zip code, not not that your mind, your person is is controlled. You have the ability of controlling what you allow to absorb into your mind. And I think that if there's one thing you get out of this book, 
about what thinking into results, thinking into wealth, thinking into health, thinking into physical health, mental health, thinking into uh, community, thinking into your family, all those things that have value to who you are all happen first and foremost by how you think of yourself. Absolutely. That's 100% uh, true. I, I like to study like et etymology and I, I mentioned it before in, uh, on certain other masterminds and uh, uh, even the ones that we, we started from. The, the word habit, guys, comes from um, it's, it's, it's tied into the Bible as a garment. It's what you put on every single day. Like you, for those of you that put on a suit, you know, if you ever, you ever see someone that doesn't know how to, you know, has never worn a suit, they're always touching their cufflinks or, you know, adjusting mm -hmm. their tie because they, they take on this state of mind of like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dressed well. Even women that wear really nice clothing, they just, they just feels a certain way. Right. And so he, he talks about the, the persistence of it's a, it's a, a habit that you cultivate. Now, cultivate is something that you it's like it's like a natural it, it's nature so we don't do it because we don't we don't even understand the process of planting something so what what kevin was just describing was something that you like every time you have a thought that's you planting a seed in your mind when you watch tv when you listen to your friend when you read a book those are all seeds that are planted in the mind right and so the bible describes something similar where it says like hey look whatever seed you plant don't expect to get, you know, a strawberry uh, seed or a, a grape seed out of a strawberry uh, seed, mm. whatever you plant in your mind, that's what you're going to, you, you will reap what you sow. Yeah. And so as you start to form the, 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 the habits, habits is something that you do over and over repetitively without even thinking about them. It's like your home, right? And then sometimes we have to kind of venture off and then create another home with new thoughts, new new ideas. And then we, we have to visit those thoughts over and over and over and over repetitively. And then from there, we make that our home. It's kind of what the, you know, similar to what Jesus said there, I go and prepare a place for you. And then where I go, I'm going to come back for you. It's mm. like you're going mentally in the future to prepare something for you. And as you start to mentally do the practice or the art of practicing persistence, you do it so much in the mind that eventually the body naturally expresses itself. So he says that persistence is insurance against failure. So, I mean, you could have a, I mean, you, you could have a dumb idea and start it. He's like, is you're going to persist in this dumb idea. Eventually you're going to, you're going to reach that top. You're going to reach that. And people are going to be like, bro, how did, how did you do it? What was the what was the the deciding factor? It's like I, I don't know. I just I just kept doing the same thing, you know. And that's it. I just persisted in in one goal until I achieved it. You tweak things along the way, but you persistently try to go up that mountain and try to climb. Like try to you observe. You're not you're not just you know like they say uh, doing the same thing over and over again is, is the definition of insanity. You're consciously just trying to apply what works and then changing tiny little shifts until you actually get the result that you actually want. And mm. so uh, the book here says that persistence is a hidden guide, right? And it, uh, and those that can go through a, uh, a like a, uh, you get knocked down, the ones that pick themselves up, uh, this persist, this hidden guide, it says it's that he lets no one enjoy great achievement without passing the persistence, quote unquote, the persistence test. So he yeah. says those that who, those who can't take it simply don't make the grade. And it's unfortunate cool. because it's like, you know, go for it. 
Well, what do you think about the order of these? Like, as I'm listening to you and I'm, and I'm, and I heard what JC just said, like, I'm looking at the order of these and I'm like, wow, like, I almost think it's important. Like you define the purpose, you have a desire, you have self-reliance, which is, you have to have self-reliance way before you have willpower. When willpower right. just gets destroyed around self-reliance. If you don't have self, self, you know, self-care and self, you like these almost, and what's, I don't know, Jason, you're the one that brought it up. I mean, do you think there's value in the order of these? Because the habit for me is huge and I, I don't have good habits if I don't have everything above it. Sure. You're referencing to the, to the, yeah, the definite, the definiteness of purpose. And it kind of goes right. back to like, if you look, even look at the 13 principles that are spoken upon in this entire book is also, it's like, it's like the next level It's like, but you can't get to the next level, right? Unless you kind of achieve those things like, you know, um, faith and auto-suggestion, specialized knowledge, imagination, organized planning, decision. I mean, yeah, and persistence, right? It's like those things come in order and you have to achieve those in order to get to the next one. Um, it was pretty interesting. I think he does this a few times throughout the book is where he gives, you know, in this chapter, he like gives what the definition, or what the pers the definition of persistence and gives some keys to back it up. And then he says, well, here are some indicators of the lack of persistence. And it's pretty interesting that what he lists there, um, you know, failure to recognize and to clearly define exactly what one wants. And again, it goes right back to um, having that desire, that burning desire. Um, and, you know, there, I think he lists here 16 of them. And one of the ones that really stood out for me um, was the fear of criticism. For me personally, wow, that has kind of hindered my persistence. It's like that fear of what others are going to think of me. Um, mm -hmm. Tim Grover really talks about that. He talks about the IDGAF muscle and flexing it and strengthening mm -hmm. it. It's like not really giving an F about what other people think or say. You know, don't read the comments on your post on social media. Um, you know, who cares what people say about you or that fear of criticism? And that, me personally, I have dealt with that for the majority of my life was because, and I pinpointed back to what it, what it really was. Like I moved around a lot where I was always the new kid at school. I wanted to make friends. I didn't want people to hate me. You know, I was that cool kid that was cool from cholos to nerds, man. Like that was mm -hmm. my thing. And it was more of a, because I wanted to, I wanted to be friends with everybody. But in reality, as you get older, not everyone's going to be your friend. Um, statistically, it shows that only 25% of people, are ever going to do business with you because they like and trust you and that's it. And so it's that. So if I'm afraid of what others are going to say about me, that's going to stop me from being persistent. So that was, I mean, to me, that was, everything. well, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, it's going to stop you from trying to make that sale. It's going to stop you from going to that networking event to meet other people you know, I'm new, I'm new to, I'm brand new to a whole new state, right? Whole new area. If I was afraid of what other people would think or say about me, it would stop me from going out there and meeting other new people and potentially taking my business to the next level. I saw, saw an Instagram post the other day of a small person carrying a pen behind them. And it was like, the mind is so heavy. And I think that I, that's, that's the big thing. I mean, they, they talk about the walls of the walls of uh, of progression, and and so you have like a wall at a hundred thousand, you have a wall at two hundred thousand, you have a wall at three hundred thousand, you have a wall at five hundred thousand, you have a wall at a million, 
and these walls that you have, you it, it is it is so many levels of opportunity uh, because there's so much things that people think about with money. You see it constantly with with I mean Las Vegas exists for this reason. It literally exists for this reason. Folks want something so bad, they want it now. So they figure, I've just made it. I'm going to go experience it. And they miss out on the lifestyle. And I'm not saying I haven't had fun in Vegas. I'll go and have fun at Vegas. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that there, that, that for the reason why I go, I'm telling you that I go to experience that. And if I didn't, and I held back, and I didn't, and I waited to actually have that lifestyle, it would happen faster. But it's because of that. Like, no, not fear of criticism. I just have that endorphin hit. I won. I closed those deals. I sold, you know, five homes this month what, or, you know, whatever the accolade is. You just got your bonus. Like, oh, I've made it. And people, for, I forget. And I think it's normal for us to be like, oh, let's go celebrate that. But the reality is celebrating something is not necessarily going and buying something. Celebrating something could be something very different. It could be something self-reliant, could be self-reflection, could be self-reflection. Celebrating could be all kinds of things. And I think that, I think if you're looking at your five-year-old self and you're saying, okay, where am I going to be at in 2028? And you say, okay, how am I going to celebrate that today? I think we spend that time differently. And I think for me, there's the value in it. I'm not talking about, and, and I'm very passionate about this right now because I'm seeing a lot of my friends walk away from the Lord, a lot, a lot. And a lot of it, I, I don't know why I'm not judging at all. This is not a judgment because I don't know them individually. I just know there's a massive amount of people doing this. I just know it to be true. I know them. And so there is a shift happening in the way people think about themselves. And I, and I, uh, and mentally it's putting them somewhere that is, um, uh, it's challenging. So you have to be able to, um, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Uh, you, you just gotta take an, you gotta take an inventory of yourself. It's like, I, I think I mentioned this in the last time. And again, there's my bird. I apologize. So, you know, when, when God was, you know, and when Adam and Eve, I took the bite of the apple, you know, they were in essence in a state of, of, of loss. And then God asked Adam, was like, Hey, where are you? It's not that God didn't know where Adam was, was, was not, is that he wanted to ask Adam, like, do you know where you're at? where you're at take an inventory of yourself like where am i at right now is is the behavior or the thing that i want to do right now is, is that the is that the path for me and you got to constantly be asking that question so it's, it's one of those things where the uh, you have a missile and the missile shoots and you get a bunch of no's and then it persists until it actually hits a target even though it's it's by the currents of life by the currents of the water it's guided through different uh it always goes and adjusts its target again and so you have to, um, we, we go to, like I said, the, the list of, of certain things, you know, failure to recognize and clearly define what you guys want. That's the huge, that's the biggest, biggest thing because a lot of people don't know what the hell they want. They can't even define it. And if you ask me, what would, if I were to give you a million dollars, what would you do? Oh, I'd buy a house or whatever. And the, the, no one's actually has ever given any, any thought to, uh, to any thought to it at all, like what they would do. 
And so, and then there's another one, which is, I think is number three, where he says, lack of interest in acquiring specialized knowledge. You know, uh, Robert Kiyosaki says, if you want to mm -hmm. learn about wealth and finance, go read about it. Go study it. Those things that you don't, unfortunately, they don't get taught in school unless you go to, I mean, uh, like Oxford or some other, you know, business school, but you don't learn that stuff. So you have to go out. Like, guys, I go to the library, I get books. Books, the library is empty. And there is tons of books that for free. All you got to do is get a library card. YouTube has a bunch of books that you can just listen to instead of listening to music or, you know, Bad Bunny, whatever it is that you want, you know, turn your car into a listening station to a, a classroom. 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back home. That's an hour of your time, an hour that you could be listening to a book. Average book is about maybe four, four hours. You could knock out a book in four days, literally. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a, that's on the weak side. So and, the, and then just searching out these these uh, uh, these specific things so one is knowing what you want otherwise you'll you'll wander off like a neanderthal and then you have to have a desire the weakness of desire is like number nine where it says is due to neglect and the choice of what motivates us that it prevents us from taking action i'm not really motivated to do that you know like if you're not interested in sports and your parents put you in sports and you're going to do half-ass job people go to work every day with this sense of like i i don't i can't want well, man it's already monday I hate Mondays. Mm. It's like because they they don't they don't like the job that they're doing because mm. that's not their desire, that's not their purpose, that's not their plan. But they're stuck there because they feel like there's nothing else out for them. There's there's nothing else that they can do. Fernando, what's your bird's name? So we can introduce him on our. Podcast. His name is Teddy. 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 Oh, so Teddy's this fun. will be Kevin, Fernando, Jason, and Teddy once in a while, a special guest. Yeah, Especially yeah. Teddy. I think he has an opinion. He does. Yeah, he does. He's like he's Long like supporting opinion. you. Truth, there he he's is. He's like there he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's about to bring him on. You should have him on your shoulder as we're as, as we're, we're talking, recording. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, three guys and a bird. There you go. Book <laughs> <laughs> review bonanza and a bird. And a bird, yeah. And Teddy. And Teddy. And Teddy. And Teddy. Yeah. It's, it's uh the the part where he talks about how to develop persistence he just kind of you know keeps it to four main things and the part that he has on here at, at right below it too it says these four steps are essential for success in all walks of life the entire purpose of the 13 principles of this philosophy is to be is to enable one to take these four steps as a matter of habit so if you could take mm -hmm. these four steps as matter of habit to develop persistence you're going to be successful. And number one, it says a definite purpose backed by a burning desire for its fulfillment. So what is your definite purpose? What is it you want to accomplish? Kevin touched on it uh, multiple times. Uh, Fernando as well. It's like, what is your definite purpose? And then backed by that burning desire, just that desire in your gut, just like nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop me from accomplishing this. I'm going to go over around or through that barrier right and i'm going to get to that it's that passion it's, um, number two this is a definite plan ex expressed in continuous action having a plan plan like i listen to jim Rohn a lot and he says do not end your day until you have planned until you're done planning it do not end your week until you're done planning it. do not end your month until you're done planning it like have a plan in play um, the number three is actually really good. A mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences that can be negative 
on social media, on the news, what you listen to. I will say that there are certain songs that I hear that put me in a very negative state. Like I, it, it's crazy because it'll, it's for me, it's like I hear a song and it'll immediately take my mind. It's like a time travel. It takes my mind back to mm. where I was, how old I was, where I was at, even the food that I was, it would eat would that, that song would trigger that. Um, and then number four, it says a friendly alliance with one or more persons who will encourage one to follow through with both plan and purpose. It's the mastermind. It's being around like-minded individuals like Fernando and Kevin. We're a part of other groups as well, too, where we can share ideas. We can support one another. We can hold each other accountable. Um, I tell Kevin all the time, do not wear that ace hat on this next call next week. He's persistent. See, he's very persistent. He's always constantly reminding us that, hey, I'm an Ace fan. So, if you persistence, see it, it's driving. It's well, we'll we'll see it on YouTube. But people, I'm just describing for the audience that are listening right now that Kevin is in a horrible green A's <laughs> hat and shirt. So, but he's persistent. What you got, Kevin? I think that I think you just nailed it, uh, Jason. I think that last part, man, it's it's really where I have found so much value. You know, like I I have I've said this before on the podcast, and I'm not trying to paint a picture of of uh, of me being on the streets for years or or being you know doing some of the things that might someone would think I did. I I simply was kicked out of my parents' house, uh, lived in my friend's garage uh, in a on a bed. Um, mattress in the corner uh and below the mattress was cement i lived there for about uh three six months and um it was it was a crazy i say between three to six months because i was couch surfing in between those days uh but but uh but yeah i I put myself around the wrong people during that time and when i had a a gentleman come up to me and put his arm around me and talk about talk about my current state it uh revealed to me something that i would been missing because the friends I was hanging out with weren't talking like that. And when I, when it was that thought was introduced to my mind that, that I, I had a character that I had forgotten about, it encouraged me just enough to have a conversation with my parents to move back in and it shifted my life. And, and, and so uh, that has essentially been my driving force. Like, I think, I think a lot of people uh, don't ever think or try to get past that willpower because uh, they're complacent and they're just they're just they're just okay to be where they're at. And, I, and we're talking to that person and saying that's awesome if that's who you are and you're happy. And we're also encouraging the folks that have a desire for to fulfilling who God's created them to be. And that's something with a lot a lot more power than just that. And and I think that that's the person that this book's talking to and that we're talking to. But a friendly alliance with one or more persons who will encourage you one to follow through with both plan and purpose. The key word there, the key word is friendly, a friendly alliance. What that word brings to your mind is joy, is laughter, is um, hope, it's it's encouragement, um, to name a few of the things that you know you're around the right people. If that is what you're hearing if that is what you're hearing and just to re-bring it back to even the habit part remember the mind absorbs so your mind's absorbing these things creating a good habit because the people around you are remember reminding you how awesome you are how perfect you're made in an image 
that is so beyond this world. It's incredible that you have the abilities to do what you do and for us not to take advantage of it. It's pretty interesting. I was uh, looking at um, like one of the book choices that we kind of put on our list for the next one. And we keep talking about habits. So I think very fitting that our next book that we review is Atomic Habits. Um, I think that that would really play into what we've been talking about today. Fernando, you got any like closing remarks before we, uh, no, he just ends with the, what is it? Money consciousness. He's like, he's like spasmodic or occasional effort, right? There's a lack of persistence and occasional effort, right? Are the rules that will be of no value to you. He's like to get results. You must apply all the rules, all of them, which ones do I pick out? Which one, one through whatever 16, which he's like, apply all of them. He's all to get the results. He's like, apply all of them until they become a fixed habit with you. Again, you just, I always tell my daughter, I'm like, you know, you, you got it, whatever you do, whatever you don't do, that's a practice for or a practice in contrary of. You get up in the morning at five o'clock every morning, at whatever time, that's practice. You get a cup of coffee, that's practice. You get a cup of water, that's practice. Whatever you're doing, that's practice. So the more you practice one that those, you got to become aware of them practice them, put them into play. And he says, he's all, he's all, in no other way can you develop the necessary what's called money consciousness. That money consciousness, like there's something about it, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get money. There's people that are, they'll go out there and they make 75, 100K, whatever, uh, a year. And they do it because they, and they're, they're not even aware how they do it. They're not even aware. They just have this what's called, again, he's a money consciousness. He touches on poverty. He says, poverty is attracted to the one whose mind is favorable to it. As money is attracted to him whose mind has been deliberately prepared to attract it. So you got to prepare your mind to attract uh, either money or poverty. In the Bible, mm-hmm. I think it's in John 12, 8. Sorry to cut you off. He's like, okay. he says, you know, you, you will have the poor among you. Jesus talking to the disciples. He's like, you're always going to have the poor among you. He's like, but you will not always have me. And so I could take that and say, you know what? You're always going to have people with poor money consciousness or poor consciousness and spirit. So let's do this. I want to leave you with something I think is very powerful. And Fernando just nailed it on the head. He said, you can make 50 to $75,000 a year and not really have a conscious step of doing it. So if it's that easy to think that that's okay, let me leave you, let us leave you with this. If I may, why don't you think about making 50 to $75,000 a month and just think how your life would change. If it's that easy to think about doing it a year, how would it change if it was a week? How would it change if you woke up yesterday and you made $50,000 in one day? You guys, we love you. We thank you. We believe in you. You're amazing. We believe in books, information being poured into us, change who we are. They create who we are. They give us vision. They give us purpose. You are awesome. Don't ever forget it. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe. Share this with your friends. Put comments in here. We love you. See you next week. That is the book review bonanza. Bonanza. No more ace hat. See you guys.